Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Spilled Tea. We're back. I am so sorry I'm late. I actually was... um, writing in my room and turned around and next thing you know it's 5:59 so sorry about that i logged on and saw my poor co-host waiting um hi Dallas and and my beautiful beautiful friend Kyle hi boys hi hello <laughs> sorry for having you on hold so long you're probably like okay. what's going on I thought I dialed the wrong number. Me too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Like, did I, write I just blocked back in time. That's okay. So I apologize for the long break. I was, I got really, really, really sick um, the last week of December, and just now, I, you probably can still hear it a little bit. I, um, I'm just kind of getting over it. If I start to laugh and it sounds like I'm wheezing, that's just my cold. I'm like 85% over it. But um, So, Happy New Year. <laughs> what Happy have you guys New Year been to up you to? Too. Happy New Year. Thanks. Kyle, what have you been up to? <clears throat> oh, you know, working, staying indoors today because it was raining all day, um, so that's about it, just working. You know, glad to be back. I mean, kind of glad the holidays are over, but thankfully work hasn't been too crazy. I knock on wood when I say that because it's about to. But um, it's been a lot of fun, and I'm kind of, you know, glad to be starting a brand-new, fresh year. Nice. What would you do for New Year's Eve? For me? Yeah. So oh, talk to you, um, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, I was I was back here in New York, so um, a friend of mine had uh, uh, a little get-together at his place up on 65th, and he's right near Central Park, so they had fireworks at midnight, so we went to Central Park, a group of us, to watch fireworks, which is really kind of fun. Nice. Well, yep. speaking of fireworks on New Year's Eve, hi, Dallas. Hello. I'm sure you rang in the New Year with a bang. <laughs> Literally, yes, I did. Thank you so much. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> and how has your New Year's been? It, it's been good. Right before um, Christmas, my my brother moved out, which is nice. It's nice that we have our like our own space back. And um, yeah, and then Christmas was nice, and then New Year's was good too. And Right after New Year's, um, it's my birthday, so I had a good birthday, and yeah, it's been good. Yeah, same with, um, sorry, go ahead. No, he was just about to say what I was going to say, happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I know, Kyle. (laughs) Um, Wow, that's great. Now, did either of you make any New Year's resolutions? I didn't. Okay, why not? 
Um, because I know I probably wouldn't stick to them, so I just thought if I just continue along and just kind of mentally know what I want to do, that'd be fine. But I didn't want to do anything when and and with the possibility of not being able to complete it. So it's like I thought, you know what, just take it easy and just do what you got to do and see if it happens, as opposed to kind of making a big deal about it. I love that people do them though; that's great. But I'm just just not me. And what about you, Dallas? Um, I never make New Year's resolutions. I um, oh. It's not that I... I just don't believe in them. I feel like you... If there's something in your life that you want to change, I don't feel like you should wait for New Year's to make a resolution that you're going to start implementing this change. I think if it's, you know, middle of summer and you feel like you're gaining weight, you should start working out then. You shouldn't wait till New Year's Eve to make this resolution that you're going to start working out, because by then you're going to be a heifer. Like, just do what you've got to do throughout the year, and that's that. So that's why I never make resolutions. I'm just sort of like, if there's something I feel like I need to change, I just do that at that point of my life, and, and I go from there. Nice. How about you? Very Did you make a resolution? I did not. Um, so that's three for three. I um, I felt that every year I make resolutions and I never stick to them. And I said, you know what? This year, last year, 2014, was all about change. This, this thing that I said to myself um, at the beginning of the year was, I'm going to change my outlook on life. Even though my outlook wasn't that great, I said, I'm going to change my outlook, and things started to happen in 2014 that shaped me going into 15. So I said, whatever happens this year happens, and the only resolution that I said to myself was remain positive. That's my only resolution. So whatever happens this year is going to be good, and if it's bad, then I'm going to learn from it. So that that was my takeaway. But... um. So, oh, and um, for New Year's Eve, oh, my gosh. I stayed in and I watched the interview and the drop with my roommate, which was so fun. The interview was really, like, split my side funny. It was hilarious. And the drop was James Gandolfini's last movie, and it was really good. Um, Yeah, so this year's been pretty good so far. But, um, yeah, let's jump right into it. Um, did either of you, well, I know one of you did, but did you guys watch the Golden Globes last week? I did. I did. Okay. Oh, I know you did, Kyle. What did you guys <laughs> think? Winners, fashion, hosts, all of it. Tell me what you thought. Take it away, Dallas. Let's hear it. Um Bill that tea girl. I first of all I I was very disappointed with um with the hosts. I know Agreed. that really? Tina Tina and mm-hmm. um Amy like they're hilarious. Um mm-hmm. and I think I think the thing that I did not enjoy was um, Margaret Cho as the North Korean woman. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think if you had taken that idea, and let's just say it was a black person wearing white face, mm-hmm. it would have been up in arms. Everything would have been up in arms. But we have an Asian woman wearing yellow face, and nobody is really saying anything. I thought it was um, disrespectful. I, I'm i normally a really big Margaret Cho fan, and I was like, I can't believe she agreed to do that. I didn't think it was funny, and I think they carried it on way too long. If it was like just like a one-time appearance in the show, it, you know, it would have been fine, but the fact that she kept reappearing I thought was really distasteful. Um, and then her whole, I want a picture with Meryl Streep in this Korean magazine, I thought that they were totally trying to rip off Ellen's Oscar selfie from last year. Um, yeah, so I, I, I didn't enjoy that aspect of it. Um, I'm not a big movie watcher. I don't go to the movies very often, if ever, really. Um, I I wait until they come out on, you know, the TV that you can just order them, and Colt and I will watch them, especially in the wintertime because we have a long winter here in Canada. Um, mm-hmm. So all the movies I I haven't seen, but I do feel like now having seen the award show and with the Oscars coming up, like those are the movies that we try to make a point of watching. Um, So I am really excited to see Boyhood because it did quite well. Um, Yes. And I can't remember the name of the movie, but I think, and I don't even know the name of the actor, but the the young guy who won for Best Actor. Oh, Everything? Oh, my God. He is the hottest thing in the world. So I will see that movie just because I think he's very, very dreamy. If I wasn't married, I would want to marry him. So His mouth then, bothers me. It looks like Oh, my God. He can put his mouth anywhere on my mm. body that he wants to if he had to. Okay. That's all you. That's all you, I, Colton's not in, in ear distance, so I'm allowed to say these things right now. Oh, um, okay. And then for TV, um, the thing that I appreciate about the Golden Globes versus things like the Emmys is that I don't feel like the Golden Globes cares about the ratings. So you might not be, you know, a very high-rated show, and you'll still Mm -hmm. win awards at the Golden Globes. Mm -hmm. I feel like the Emmys, it's more of, Who's popular? Do we want mm-hmm. to give the awards to? Because that means that maybe people will watch the show. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it opened, you know, our eyes to certain shows. And David, I tweeted you about um, the show Transparent. Um, mm-hmm. So now we really want to see Transparent. Um, unfortunately, it's not available in Canada yet. So we're sort of hoping oh. that it comes up to Canada. Yeah, I know we looked, and it's not. Um, and I'm I was thrilled that the actress from Downton Abbey won for supporting actress because um, I don't watch a lot of TV shows. Um, prime time. Oh, what's going on, Kyle? <laughs> what's going on, Kyle? <laughs> 
I'm sorry. <laughs> it's like a running joke every show. It's kinda, kinda I know. It happens at least once a show. <laughs> well, there's one. Yeah. Um, anyhow, what I was saying about uh, Downton Abbey is it's one of the few shows I do watch. Mm-hmm. And last last season, um, the episode where Anna was raped is actually one of the few times that I was just shocked by by that storyline. Like, I, I did not expect it coming. So I was really happy that she won because I thought she did a really great job as, as um, portraying the rape victim. So. Well, it's funny that you told me about Transparent, and I mm-hmm. happen to have, for the past two years, I've had an Amazon Prime account. So mm-hmm. I actually watched all ten episodes two Sundays ago. Like, the Sunday after New Year's, I watched all ten episodes. And I was, like, mm-hmm. obsessed with it. So I was really rooting for that show. And maybe it's because I was not, maybe I'm just, like, not very smart. But I didn't realize transparent meant a transitioning parent. Like, do you know what I mean? It's not transparent, like, clear, obvious. It's transparent, right. like, my parent is transitioning. But right. I looked up more of it, and the, the creator's father went through this. So that's yeah. where she got the entire idea from. So yeah, I'm just, that's like, where, fascinated that's where we got by it. it. From her, right. um, her speech, she sort of indicated that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's number two. Um, <laughs> so I actually did not like the Golden Globes last year. I didn't even watch it. I made it a point to watch it this year. I thought they did okay. Um, my favorite part, I actually had to write this down because this is my favorite speech of all time. Um, this is what Tina Fey said. George Clooney married Amal Amuddin this year. Amal is a human rights lawyer who worked on the Enron case, was an advisor to, I'm going to butcher this, Kasi Anan regarding Syria and was selected for a three-person UN commission investigating rules of war violation in the Gaza Strip. So tonight, her husband is getting a Lifetime Achievement Award. I just thought that that was so funny that, like, it, it just put me in the mindset of, because if you saw Ama on the red carpet, this woman looked entirely bored. She didn't care about the celebrities. Ryan Seacrest interviewed her, because I watched the E! one, and he says to George, George, I have a present for you. And it was a T-shirt that said something, I forgot what the T-shirt said, it's something along the lines of game over. And George and the rest of the world knew what it meant. It meant, you know, no more being a ladies' man, you got a wife. Amal was looking at him like, why is everybody laughing? Like, she even said that. She is so above Hollywood that this was just so boring for her, and you could tell. And that's probably why she wore those stupid-ass white gloves, because she just didn't care. But I just thought it was so funny that she's done so much for the world and all George Clooney has done. And and let's just be honest. He's good-looking and he does movies. I mean, I know this not curing cancer, and it's not helping with Syria treaties, but... That's all he's really done. And he's getting the word, and she's just sitting there clapping for him. I don't know. It was just, I love when people point stuff like that out. So I thought that was really 
Um, but it, but it's a lifetime achievement award at a movie award ceremony, not the fucking Pulitzer Prize or some UN conference. I, mean, I just, I, I just thought it was funny. I don't know. I just, no, like, I know it was, no, it was, it was, it was funny. It was funny. Right. Um, yeah. Did you but guys just, think that, um, sh- like his wife, like his wife? I I don't follow a lot of the celebrity gossip, so it was my first time actually seeing her. And mm-hmm. she reminded me of what I envision Lord to look like in like Ew. fifteen, twenty years. Like she uh, had like her Lord long dark sort enough. of messy hair and like dark mm-hmm. lipstick and I'm like it just screamed Lord to me. I'm like George Clooney married an aged Lord? Like it's so weird. <laughs> Well, I don't think Lord is Lebanese, though. That's the only thing. Yeah, um, no, she's she's whiter. I don't see the Lord reference. I think Amal is beautiful. I I was disappointed because I've seen her more beautiful sitting at lunch with George Clooney than going to the Oscars. And I mean, like I, those gloves, I just can't get. I don't know why she wore them. She looked like she was about to serve us. Um, a drink. I just don't, I don't know. It was just weird. But other than the gloves, I thought she looked beautiful. Her hair was a little bit Victoria Newman, but um, I think she looked great. A little? She just looked bored. She just looked yeah, really bored. Well, maybe they bored. had sex in the car. You never know. Maybe it was Doubtful. Like, I don't know. But she just, I just don't think that he's going to bring her to events anymore because you can tell George was like, oh, Amal, this is so-and-so and this is so-and-so. And she was like, yeah, okay, well, I've met better people. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not putting her down. I just think that this is not her cup of tea. And it was very obvious. It was, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just felt bad for her. I think she married him, but she didn't realize she married all of Hollywood as well, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so that was the Golden Globes, and now we're... I didn't even did it. Do you guys even know that the Critics Choice Awards was last week? I didn't even know that. Wait, I don't get to talk about the Globes. Oh God. <laughs> yes, Kyle. What do you think, girl? Oh my gosh, I don't Quick, even get the sirens go. I don't even get 140 characters. Wow. And I live tweeted you the Globes with you. Girl, hurry up before a siren goes. All I'm going to say is that I agree with, I, I thought the show was kind of boring. I saw it last year, and I thought Amy and Tina were funnier last year because they did more bits with the audience, whereas this one they were missing for spells at a time. It's like, where the hell are they? You know, so that's yeah. what I kind of, I wasn't a big fan of the whole North Korea thing either. I mean, you know, God bless you, Margaret Cho, but it was just kind of lame. It was like, it was, you didn't have to bring it back. It was fine to do once and then go away. Um, yeah. And, and then... Amal Clooney, it's like, girl, you know, loosen the resting bitch face because it's like, I'm sorry, you married George Clooney, his best friends are Matt Damon, all these Hollywood people. It's like, suck it up and enjoy it while you while it lasts, sweetie, because it's like, I'm sorry, you're going to be going to these things. Don't I, I know you, you, you're more important, but don't act above it in front of everybody. You know, mm-hmm. I, I get it whenever you're on the red carpet and stupid interviewers like Juliana Rancic are asking you stupid things. I get that to be kind of like, Whatever, but when you're there, it's just kind of yeah. And then the gloves, and I'm just, I'm not I'm not impressed by her at all. I don't I think he could have married someone better looking. 
but oh, if he's sure. happy and in love, that's awesome. Good for him. He found love. I, that's great. Just for now. Be, for now. Just I don't want to be around her. I would love to meet her. I think she sounds brilliant. Like I would just like to sit down and talk to her about important stuff that I never talk about because oh, I'm always see. thinking about movies and stuff. See, that's the last thing I'd want to do. <laughs> uh, whatever. Well, don't worry. Zach Efron does not know how to spell Enron, okay? Anyway. You, you do not know that, so hush up. Oh, please. Like, he would be talking if he was around you anyway. Um, so, let's move on to the Oscar nominations. Um, did you guys get the list and see who was nominated? Yes. How do we feel about the Oscar nominations? Kyle, go ahead, since I forgot you last time or whatever. Um, let's see. How do I feel about I mean, I thought they were pretty, they were pretty um, standard, you know? I mean, I, it was kind of like a lot of things I was expecting. Um, you know, there were some things I wasn't expecting, like who they didn't nominate, but... Um, Overall, there was nobody really that was, like, threw me for a loop that I didn't think needed. I mean, the one thing is, and it's, like, not because I know someone else that needs to be nominated instead, but it's, like, I mean, I love Meryl Streep, but I, and, I, and I loved Into the Woods, but I just didn't think that was a Oscar-caliber performance. I thought mm-hmm. she was amazing, but she's always amazing. Agreed. But I didn't think I – I was more captivated by Emily Blunt in that movie than mm-hmm. Meryl Streep, because Meryl Streep's just good. It wasn't such mm-hmm. when you walk out and it's like, oh, my God, Meryl Streep blew me away. It was like, yeah, she was great, but Academy Award, no. But she's not going to win, so. Right. Right. Um, Dallas, what about you? Um, yeah, I, th- I feel sort of um, like what Kyle says is that it's more about who maybe didn't get nominated. Um, you know, like uh, Selma being completely snubbed or... Um, even though she didn't win well, the it, Golden Globe. It got a Best Picture I've, nomination. Yeah, but no actors, right? Yeah, no actors. And I think no. I think the uh, the fellow who, he was nominated for a Golden Globe, I think he, you know, yep. it would have been nice to at least have him nominated. And um, even though she didn't win the Golden Globe, and I haven't seen the movie, I was secretly hoping that Jennifer Aniston would get nominated for Cake. Just because mm-hmm. I've I've liked Jennifer since Friends, mm-hmm. so. right? From what I've heard, why she didn't get nominated, it's because um, now this is, and I know I'm probably getting a step for it, but this is like I know David is famous for saying he hates when people do certain roles just to get Oscars, and a lot of times I disagree with him. Where in this case, I think she kind of did, but also yeah. um, from what from what I've what I've heard from people who have seen it, they thought she was absolutely amazing. Because I remember when she did The Good Girl, or The Good, yeah, The Good Girl with um, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal way back. Jake Gyllenhaal. She was, I saw that movie and I thought she was incredible. So she does have the caliber. But I think in this instance, I think they said that she did more interviews than actually people saw the movie. Like they didn't send out screeners and stuff like that. So people were, they were thinking that they'd get nominated based on interviews alone. So not enough people saw it to nominate it. So she didn't campaign think- for it, basically. I think Pardon? that's how the Oscars work, is that it's not necessarily really about performance all the time. It's very much mm-hmm. like 
who do you know how yeah. how do you work the angles because that's how um Anne Hathaway won her Oscar frankly oh. is that she she played the game that you're supposed to play to win an Oscar um and that's that's just sort of how it goes i think it, it's not necessarily always about her performance right I mean, yeah, it, she's an actress who showed she could sing, and she also dies. So it's like it's Oscar right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, and P.S. Yeah, I fell more... in love with Eddie Redmayne in that movie in Les Mis. Mm. His mouth was bothers a... me. He looks like a lizard to me. Okay, never can't... mind. Back to the. I do want to see that movie. Kyle, you and I, I can do. have Eddie and uh, <laughs> David. Oh, he you can. know what? You know what's shocking, can. David, is that there is one attractive man in Hollywood that is not going to be on your 100, top 100 hot men crush list. So, <laughs> okay, so, first of all, it's they, 50, and he is not attractive to me. He's too skinny, he's got big mouth, he looks like Mick Jagger's son, I'm all set with him. Number one. Number two, if I David, let me just say something. that you're cheating on him, Kyle, you will never be allowed near that man. You know just what, David? Know, Kyle. You need a big mouth if you have a big, like... <laughs> oh, yeah, yay. And everyone, Dallas is back, if you didn't know. Yeah, we're back. Um, His mouth would be put to good work over here. Oh, here we go. I hope Colton walks in the room and just smacks your ass. Um, not, you would like that, though. I was actually completely 100% bored with the Oscar nomination. I don't know any of these movies, but now that I've seen the Golden Globes, I do. Am I excited? Mm, not really. The only movie that I feel deserves every nomination it gets is American Sniper. That movie blew me away. It was so good. And going into it, I thought Bradley Cooper is trying to get a fucking Oscar nomination. That's why he's doing it. And I had to eat my words because he's amazing. And it turns out he's playing a real-life character named, a real-life person named Chris Kyle, who was reported to have killed over, confirmed, 164 people um, wow. when, during the two tours of Iraq. And I don't want to tell anybody how it ends. You can definitely Google him and whatnot, but Bradley Cooper is amazing in this movie, and if he does not win, I will be so upset. And then at the we'll, end of the movie... We'll get your, after, then get your tissue ready, because he's not winning. Shut up, bitch. After I, the, the movie ends, I turn to my friend, and I'm like, that movie was freaking awesome. And then I look back on the screen, and it says, directed by Clint Eastwood. And I was like, holy mother... It was so good. Every, even the extras deserve Oscars, if there's an Oscar for extras. It was just so amazing. I think Clint Eastwood raised the bar for everybody. Sienna Miller, she was okay in it. I thought I didn't recognize her at first because she had long brown hair, but um, I have to say this, and this is going to sound like really weird, but there was this, char- this um, character, I don't know his name, he was helping Bradley Cooper's character in boot camp, the actor's name is James Ryan, and it's R-Y-E-N. Look him up on Twitter, follow him. His character was on screen for about, I don't know, 10 minutes. Wow. Holy 
shit, this guy. Like, I, I walked out of the movie and I thought of Bradley Cooper and I thought of him. Like, I don't know why. Those are the two characters that kind of stuck out to me. Um, as you guys alluded to, I did want to talk about the major snubs. Um, yes, Jennifer Aniston. I think people need to get over the fact that she was in Friends. She was in Friends. She won an Emmy for Friends. Can we move on? Like, she can do other things. Hello, Robin Williams was a comedian and a dramatic actor. You know, just get this girl something, you know. She lost her husband all those years ago. She's been trying to get a new husband. She lost, you know, so many awards from the good girl. She's been trying to get that damn Oscar. Just give her the Oscar and let her shut up. Come on. But at the same time, you got to be careful because there's that Oscar curse. I'm talking to you, Halle Berry. Um, oh, Halle Berry be didn't deserve that Oscar anyhow. How yeah. dare you? Anyone who has sex with Billy Bob Thornton on screen deserves an Academy Award. I'm sorry. No, I mean, no you know what? Nicole oh. Kidman was robbed for Moulin Rouge that year. She was robbed from the others. I don't know why she was nominated for Moulin Rouge. Ugh, hated that movie. I oh, my oh, my God. Was I'm gonna, I love that movie. I need, to, I need to reconsider my partnership with you. <laughs> you wish you were partners. To be taken co-host, away. Not partners, girl. Anyway, um, I agree. I thought there was so much, um, with you, Dallas, I agree that there was so much buzz about, I'm not going to butcher his name. I think it's David Owolowo. I don't know. I just butchered it. Um, from Selma, playing Martin Luther King Jr. Mm-hmm. But I was really, really, really shocked, really shocked that Unbroken got, like, one nomination. Now, I've seen Unbroken, and that movie is really good. I would say Oscar-worthy. Yeah, I would say that. I thought the guy from um, American Horror Story... Finn Watrock, if you're listening, E, nominate him for Howie of the Week. Um, he was really good. He had a supporting role. He was really good. But the star of the movie, Jack O'Connell, who played Louis Zamparelli, was inspiring. Like, this kid is, like, five foot eight, and he's, like, this is, like, his first major role. He was really powerful, and I don't know how that movie got snubbed. And I think it's weird that the Academy loves Angelina Jolie but didn't love her movie. I just thought that was very strange. Um, but you know what I think it is? I think when people go to put in their nominations, they think, well, I'm going to vote for this, but somebody else is probably going to vote for that. And then next thing you know, we have a whole movie that was completely snubbed. Um, Gone Girl was snubbed for best picture, which was odd, because that movie was good, too. Um, I have a feeling that Boyhood will take a lot of the Oscars, um, except they won't give Ethan Hawke an Oscar. They just won't. I I don't think they like him. But Patricia Arquette will probably get one. But um, I also thought it was weird that the star of the movie didn't get anything. But whatever. Um, and Amy Adams won the Golden Globe, but didn't get any nomination, and the Academy loved her. So 
I just think that that's, I don't know. I, I just would love to know the process of Oscar nomination. I really would. Just strange. But anyway, um, speaking of Oscar nominations, and I kept waiting for, and I know this sounds weird because she hasn't been on the red carpet forever, but I just kept waiting for somebody to mention Joan Rivers or you know, especially when they went to E. Like, nobody even said anything about Joan Rivers passing, you know, because this was her favorite season, the award season. So having thought about that, did you guys see the new fashion please? I did not, no. I watched it. Kyle? What did you think? It It was okay. I thought it stopped. I thought it stopped because Kathy Griffin was, like, playing it a little bit safe the whole time, and then she got on a topic, and then she started, like, being vicious. And I don't know. I just thought it was strange. Now, something that was surprising to everybody back in 2013 or 14. There was a writer's strike, and it actually affected Fashion Police. Something you don't know, but some of the writing staff from Fashion Police was let go when Kathy Griffith came on the show. So if it's, the jokes are a little different, if they're dry, it's because the writing's changed. And I just thought that that was really notable because I know one of the writers. Really so they got writers to so they can afford Kathy then? I don't know the specifics, but I know that somebody that I I'm gonna say I'm friends with him. I talk to him on a really regular basis. He didn't spill any tea, he just said I'm no longer on fashion police. I said, Oh, are you kidding me? I love your jokes. He's like, Yep. It's like, Oh, that sucks. And why Kathy Griffin? Why not Melissa? Melissa is just as gutsy and ballsy as Joan. I don't understand why they went so far. I mean, yeah, I think I think Melissa prefers to be producer and just be behind the scenes. Because if she was going to be on camera, she would have been on the show more when Joan was there. So I think she just she, like she being was behind. a little, yeah, yeah. But I personally prefer Melissa because guess what? When Joan was doing the red carpet, Melissa was right there. But now we have Andy Andy Dick in drag, and we're going to have to get used to it. I personally have decided not to watch the show anymore because it was just boring. But I do like when Andy Dick says stuff about Ryan Seacrest and when um, Andy Dick called her a she. I think that's so funny. And yes, I call Cassie Griffin Andy Dick because you never see them in a picture together. And if you do, it's superimposed. I think they're the same person. But... You tried proving me wrong. Thank you. Um, I refuse so, to dignify um, that with a response. Sorry, they're the same person. I can't help it. I just know they are. Um, I did mention Finn, who is dandy on uh, American Horror Story. Have you guys watched this show this this season? No. I watched a couple episodes, and I was bored, so I stopped watching it. Agreed. 
the best part about the show is Finn. Oh my God, this show is just—it's terrible. I don't understand it. I don't get it. There's—I tuned in this week because there was like nothing else on. Like four people got killed, and I didn't understand why. And I'm just like, this is so stupid. I, I need to turn this off. I just can't. Ugh, I can't understand what Ryan Murphy's doing. I don't get it. A show about freaks and oppression, and you're killing everybody. I don't know. It's just weird. Um, but let me tell you, Finn is killing it as Dandy. This kid is so amazing. I don't know why he hasn't blown up yet, but he soon will. Um, I did want to mention my new obsession. Well, it's not been a new obsession, but um, Dallas will be happy to hear about this. I have the largest most gigantic crush on Jonathan Scott from Property Brothers. And I might have to move to Canada and start saying tooth and a dude just so that I can marry him. I just wanted to say that. Um, I want to thank Canada for raising them and um, bringing them to my life because I just, I love that guy. So awesome. Um, do you guys watch Property Brothers at all? Um, on occasion I will, yeah. That show drives me crazy when I watch it, though. I mean, yeah, because, you know, Jonathan's hot and everything. But the people on it drive me insane. Like, they get on there, they say, I don't know if Jonathan can do all the stuff that we can do. First of all, they pick the most expensive house. Then they complain when the house has so many problems and they get into their contingency budget. And then they complain that Jonathan's not doing any work. You know why I think that happened? I think it happened because I think, I don't necessarily think it's the people. I think it's the producers saying, you know, to Uh, keep the show interesting, there needs to be some sort of fear of what's happening. And so there's always the fear of like, will they get all the work done? How much over budget are they going to go? And all of that just to try to add some sort of drama to the show. Because otherwise there wouldn't be a point to the show if everything was hunky-dory, right? Right. So I'm, well, not necessarily. I tuned in to fix it because there was like a, there's always a mini marathon of that show. <clears throat> and then there's a show called Fix the Rupper with this guy Chip Gaines and his gorgeous wife. And side note, Chip went into a house. They showed a house there was a cockroach on the floor and he said, how much will you guys pay me if I eat this cockroach? And the husband said 50 bucks and he ate the cockroach. Oh my God. That's smiled. It was the most disgusting thing. I think you probably heard me in New York scream. It was just this, the most disgusting thing. But anyway, so the people um, found the house that Chip and um, his wife, who I can't remember her name, they're like, oh, we think that you could do a great job. They kept saying that, you know, oh, we believe in your vision. Why don't these people talk to the producers of Property Brothers and say, hey, stop telling your people to say this stupid shit because it makes them sound like they're dumb. And then Jonathan looks like he's annoyed, and I get annoyed because, you know, don't talk to my baby like that. Um, Yeah, it's just annoying. But you're right. The producers probably tell them to say that, but it's just so aggravating to hear every single episode. I don't know. 
Jonathan has a lot of work to do. I don't know if he could do it. Guys, do you watch the show? Do you know what the show's about? Like, oh, drives me crazy. Anyway, that was a personal thing. Sorry, I had to mention it. Um, okay, so I, I have to ask now um, a question. Yeah. Did yeah. either of you watch the um, the second season of The Comeback? I watched I the pilot. I haven't even watched the first. Oh, my God. Um, David, it's me, David. so good. I, Is it I, on Hulu Plus? No idea. We don't do Hulu Plus in Canada. Oh. So I did find it online, though, so you can find it online. Anyhow, oh. I think um, having seen both seasons, I think mm-hmm. season two is better than season one. And I, you know, like mm-hmm. the fact that it was gone for like 10 years and to come mm-hmm. back and have such an amazing second season, I just think it was it was so good. I really hope next year at the Emmys it's recognized because um, Lisa Kudrow is just brilliant in in this season. And now, yeah, I'm getting confused. Is, is this a show about her being a web therapist? Or no, no. No. Okay. So she's um she's sort of like a semi washed up old older um comedian television sitcom star. And she had a you know, uh-huh. a big show that was really popular for, you know, maybe three or four seasons and she keeps dropping and she won a People's Choice Award and and in season one, she gets cast on a new show, but she's also doing a reality show um, called The Comeback because it's like her comeback to TV. And mm-hmm. she she takes everything like really, really seriously, um, even though, you know, everyone around her sort of like doesn't really like her and doesn't really take her very seriously. And it's hilarious. It's it's like one of the funniest shows I think I've ever seen. And and the second season I just think was even better than the first one. I, now, why I highly they recommend wait 10 it. Years? Why did they wait 10 it years? It didn't get picked up. Season. It oh, didn't okay. get picked up by HBO. And then I guess HBO contacted um Lisa Kudrow and the other fellow who like wrote and created it with her. And mm-hmm. because it really developed um, a cult following, and, mm-hmm. and so they asked her to do a second one. And so the second one, it, it actually is like ten years later, and it's yeah, it was it was really really well done. Yeah. Let me check it out. I highly recommend. A show that I started, a show that I started watching, and I I made fun of it. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's called Empire. Have you guys heard of it mm. on Fox? My brother is really saying that I should watch it. It's basically I, I, if you I take the show it. Nashville and make it black. That's what it is. Nashville but black. Um, Taraji P. Henson plays this woman named Cookie. And Cookie just got out of prison because she was serving 10 years for um, a drug, drug bust. Meanwhile, this whole time, her husband, um, Terrence Howard, used 
some of that drug money, like $400,000 to start his own record label called Empire. And so they have three sons, and he is now basically <laughs> Clyde Davis but straight. And he's got all this wealth and all this power and these connections. And, and Taraji is hilarious. This, I mean, it's a drama, but she walks in and you just, she said, well, one of her sons is gay. But his dad doesn't want him to, like, come out to the hip-hop world because there is a black stigma that being gay means being weak in the black community. So she, they start flashing back. There's only been two episodes. They start flashing back to when she knew he was gay as a little boy. And Terrence Howard, I'm not going to tell you what he did. It is the most disgusting thing a parent can do to a child. But he did something horrific to this kid that I don't even know how this kid is even talking to him. But um, Taraji comes in just from prison, got her new weave in, well, her old weave, you know, that she got arrested in, walks into her son's house and is like, ooh, for a queen, you sure do live messy. And she's just so funny that she says the stuff that you're not supposed to say but you want to say, and it's funny. And then in the season two, her her son has a Spanish boyfriend, and she's trying to tell you know her son something while they're sitting on they're in bed like about to have sex, and she comes in of course, sits on the bed, starts talking to him, and the boyfriend says, "Excuse me," she goes, uh, "Excuse me, Dora, you need to shut up." And I was just like, "This girl is funny, like I love her to death, even though she's so offensive." And Precious is in it, Gabrielle Sidibe, I shouldn't call her Precious. She has the worst blonde weave ever. She looks a train wreck. The important thing about this show is that Lee Daniels and Danny Strong are executive producing, and they created the show. If you guys don't know who they are, which I hope you do, um, they're the team that Lee Daniels directed The Butler, and Danny Strong, he wrote... Actually, let me go way back. Do you guys remember Buffy the Vampire Slayer? The TV show? Mm-hmm. Do you remember Jonathan? No. Short, fat one? I never watched With it. Andrew. They, they helped create Andrew's or, um, Warren's Buffy box. So Andrew was the blonde gay one, and Warren was the sort of good-looking hairy one with the longer hair obsessed with Buffy. Ring any bells at all? Jonathan was kind of mouthy, chunky, short. No? I didn't I watch it. I didn't watch it either. Okay. So if you do, that's Jonathan, or that's Danny Strong. Danny Strong was an actor for many years. He decided to become a writer. His first major screenplay was a teleplay called Game Change which he won the Emmy for. He wrote The Butler, and he wrote something. Oh, he wrote the um, Catching Fire, I think. Either Catching Fire or the other one, um, Mockingjay. He wrote one of them, Mockingjay Part part 2. So this is his first foray back into television, but as a writer. So I'm just, like, so proud of him because I'm like, oh, my God, I remember him on Buffy. But um, it's really good. Check it out. 
you'll laugh, you'll be shocked. Um, yeah, it's good. The only thing I don't like is, now all the music is produced by Timbaland, the producer. There are a couple times when they just kind of break into song and you're just like, huh, okay, that's glee. It's like a whole bunch of shows into one. I don't know. It's just a little jarring, but it's still good. Um, so has anybody else tried any other shows, like um, Agent Carter, or have you guys gotten back in? You guys have been really quiet about Homeland. I'm going to tell you that right now. Well, I don't watch it. I've never yeah, seen it. Remember, I can't stand Claire Danes, so. Oh, Jesus. Wow, Okay. What does she do to you? I thought that was common knowledge. Everybody, anybody who knows me knows my distaste right, and dislike of um, Claire James. What? What happened? That's how I feel about dislike her. I don't know. Yeah. I just well, I mean, I guess I'm kind of a hypocrite when I talk about how you know she was um she was a she's a um man stealer, but because um, other actresses that I like her the same way, but I don't know. She just always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. He's so talking kind of, about. But the thing the is, is like I've liked her in some things. Like I never liked my so-called life. I couldn't stand that show. And then I, I did not. I don't watch Homeland or you know. And you know, Dallas, I did see season one of the comeback, and I thought it was freaking hilarious. And then I don't have HBO or Showtime, so that's why I couldn't watch season two. But I did watch the first episode and thought, okay, this is going to be good. And then my friends that I, I work with that have seen it, they said basically the same thing that you did. That the season two was, if not better than season one. You know what, Kyle? I will tweet you um, this link where I watch shows that don't air in Canada. And Mm -hmm. you you can watch them for free. You just sort of have to wait for the... um, for the links to really? load, and it oh, okay. normally takes like five minutes. Yeah, I'll tweet it to you. What okay. am I, chop liver? Thank you. Do you want it too? Um, Do you want it too, yeah. baby? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, girl. okay. You know how to tempt me. What Kyle is referring to about the Nancy, because I caught that hookup, is um, I think Claire Dane and Billy Crudup were in a play or a movie together, and he was with Mary Louise Parker, who was about to have his kid. He yeah. jumped Mary Louise Parker while she was pregnant and went with Claire Dane. Oh, That's what she's talking about. God. That's why he hates her so much, because he's a fan of Mary Louise Parker, I think. It is my <laughs> but it's okay, Kyle. They they broke up. Mary Louise didn't want his tight ass anyway. She wanted to end you know what? for Angels in the How you America. get him is how you lose him. She, yep, so it's okay, Kyle. Let it go. Let it go. She's a good girl. She's a good girl. She made one mistake. God. Um, Anywho, um, I, I mean, haven't watched. This, the, the only new show I've been watching is Gallivant. Mm-hmm. Have you guys been watching that one? Uh, it's kind I of tried. I tried to watch it because the lead guy is really hot, and I recognized the king from um, when I was watching Spike. He played the detective on Spike. But I was so incredibly bored. I didn't even pay attention. Because usually when I'm, when I, I can write and watch a TV show at the same time. And I can get what's going on. This show, I was so bored, Kyle. I turned it off. 
Well, that's okay. okay. I was just like, so I'm going to try to watch Agent Carter tonight. See how I like yeah, that. that um, yeah, that doesn't look appetizing to me. But I did t- I did TiVo um, the Lifetime TV movie with me, so I'll try and watch. Oh, <gasps> I forgot. Mm. Let's talk about that, girl. What did you think about? I didn't Disney? see. Late. Girl, I didn't see it yet. I just I TiVoed oh, it on Saturday. So I have today to watch it. Well, you know tonight. how it ends, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin that for you. <laughs> but it's like Titanic, you know. You know how it ends. I will tell you this. I'm watching this shit, right? And I'm I like, just want it to be bad. I want it to be funny bad. I remember Yaya on um, Next Top Model. I watched. I actually watched that one season. And I also remembered her on All My Children. I was like, this bitch ain't going to be Whitney. This bitch ain't never going to be Whitney. She was Whitney. <laughs> she was Whitney. She was so Whitney. And here's an added bonus for us gays. Guess who was singing Whitney? Because her family wouldn't let her vocals be released. Guess who was singing Whitney? Yeah, but you know why the family said no? It's because they're holding out for a like major motion picture. True. You know true. if if you know Paramount or Sony mm-hmm. or you know one true. of the other big Warner Brothers came to them and said we want to do a, a Whitney movie. They you know, right. they all want to join. They would they they'd be doing that just, you know, instantly. You so know they would tell if, you. if they were gonna do like they did with the Tina Turner movie. Mhm. Yeah. But uh, the only Tina bad thing is Granted, I think the only bad thing is, Dallas, that, I, yes, I mean, who wouldn't want to be paid for that? But it's like, I think had her life at the end been so, hadn't been so tragic, then, mm. you you know, that, like if she had died in a car crash or something, you know, right, or yeah. like a cancer or something. But with this, it's kind of like, there's no way, I mean, there's no good way to kind of depict it without kind of coming across like she was a drug addict, you know? So it's mm-hmm. kind of sad. But I don't. I mean, I mean, but you're, you're, you could be totally right. They could be ways like, no, I don't want. You know, they know Lifetime no, is famous are. for doing schlock. So why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't you want a What's Love Got to Do with It type version where you, you know, you get a better quality? Mm-hmm. Well, are, and I think but, that they they would probably spin it in the way that like Bobby was the one that uh, introduced her to drugs, and they would probably spin it right. that Bobby was, you know, the quote villain. Right. And her life never really recovered from that. I that's what I think they'll do, but I mean I could be wrong. When? In the major movie or this movie? No, if they were to do a major motion picture. Well, uh, and I, cause well, I heard that in this movie they show her doing um cocaine before she met exactly, Bobby. Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. Bobby didn't introduce it to her. Bobby was an enabler. Mm-hmm. He was an enabler and he was a co-conspirator, if you will. But getting back to my point, Deborah Cox is the one that was singing the Whitney track, and it was amazing. Oh my God! Gave well, you chills. know, I think she, I think Deborah can do probably a good version of like I want to dance with somebody, but did. I don't think Deborah could pull off um, "I Will Always Love You." No offense. Oh, to she Deborah. did, girl. You just she can't. Did, you you just can't replace that, though. And you that's have why to I hear think, it. She did. I I don't want to hear it. If I'm frank, <laughs> I I think I will wait well, until I there is 
a motion picture where the family says, okay, we can use Whitney's vocals. That's, to me, that's, um, I, I just think there are some songs that you shouldn't try to reproduce. And I think that's one of them. Well, the thing is, her and Whitney were friends. So I'm sure if this situation came up, and let's say that Whitney was like alive but incapac- and couldn't talk, she would say, let Deborah do it. I know for a fact she would because they were such good friends. I don't know about towards the end, but I know that they were friends at some point. Um, but Deborah nailed every single Whitney note. And I know this sounds weird to say that, but she did. And um, Yaya well, <laughs> was Whitney. Like, I can't get over it. There was a couple times when I did laugh because maybe Yaya was nursing at the time and her, like, chicken cutlet was showing a little bit in one of the outfits. But whatever. Oh, my I'm gonna God. I'm going to get into that. Oh, you girl. She was dancing and gyrating. And I said, wait, is that chicken cutlet I see? And I'm not, I'm not talking about on the sandwich, people. I just threw um, up in my mouth a little. Just one little moment, and maybe it's because I'm like a nitpicker, I thought. But um, but it was good. She did. She was like raw. She was raw. And there was this one scene, Kyle, you were going to cry. Oh, I'm like, oh my God. I just wish they told more about her career. They didn't really focus on her career. They focused on her relationship with Bobby. Like she before she even met Bobby, she was engaged to a football player who inspired the song Didn't We Almost Have It All. Like they didn't talk about that. Like, uh, I don't know. Angela did a good job directing, but I just wish they talked about her entire life, not just with me and Bobby. You know? And then well, after the movie they had Bobby Brown interviewed and I was like I don't know if you saw my tweets yesterday, but Bobby was thirsty, okay? He was the Mojave Desert thirsty. He was up there, oh, yeah, you know, everybody, we both were cheating. And, but I was like, Bobby, since you're tired ass down, new edition is done. Stop trying to get fame, you stupid whore. All set with that raggedy ass Negro. Sorry, I'm mad at him. Sorry. I'll take a moment. Well, I, I'm looking forward to seeing it, but one one comment I do have to make, David, about what you said earlier. I'm sorry, oh, but God. about if Whitney were alive and not able to reproduce, instead of having Deborah Cox do it, she would just play her own damn music. Whitney was not about to have someone else sing her song. See, I don't know. She, she'd have been, oh, hell no, play my tracks. <laughs> and mm-hmm. they... You mean, and pay you mean the tracks in her head or the tracks in her arms? Sissy <laughs> wants a new me. car. Exactly. I'm Bobby going, Christina got I'm a, going now. Uh, I just can't oh. wait to see it. It was good. I think you're going to like it. The guy who plays Bobby was, he embodied Bobby so much because Bobby is like this, you know, sexual creature. This kid was really sexual. I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. In fact, when it comes on at 8, I'm going to watch it again, just to let you know. Yeah, there's um, nothing sexual I've ever found out about, I ever thought about Bobby Brown. Oh, he's not, but he's sexual, but he's not sexy. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And it okay. even talks about why he cheated, and, and it, it talks about everything. You'll like it. You'll like it. Trust okay. Me. Well, we'll see if it brings a tear to my eye. I did watch The Blind Side earlier today and cried like three times. 
Oh, dear God. What are you, on your period or something? What's going on? It's menopause. Mm. Oh, well, that makes sense. Um, so to just to wrap it up quickly, um, soap discussion, how is General Hospital and Days, folks? Um, I'm behind a couple episodes on General Hospital. They had a couple of silly episodes, this whole Felicia Mayer thing about this, they did this kind of like backwards episode. It was just kind of like a waste of time, primarily. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's kind of slowing down a little bit. I'm waiting for uh, Mia to come back and Ava's in prison. So it's kind of slow. Like the whole Maxie and Nathan thing are just really, it's really getting on my nerves. Not that I don't mind seeing Nathan without a shirt on, you know, for 25 minutes. But other than that, it's getting a little slow. And, you know, I gave them oh. days already. So I think Dallas, Dallas, do you still watch? No, I've I've given up. I did tune in um just I don't remember what day last week, but Will cheated on Sunny. And so I yeah. watched just uh-huh. for the gay just for the gay sex scenes. Um, oh, gotcha. um but yeah, I've pretty much given up until the spring when Kristen will be back. That's when I'll gotcha. tune in full time again. Yeah. Gotcha. Are you you do you watch or do they have the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills in Canada? Does it air? Um, yeah, we do. We we get it a week behind. So uh-huh. the um, the link that I tweeted to you, I I normally keep up by watching it on that as well, gotcha. just so I'm on top of it. But it's the only Housewives I watch only because of Eileen and Lisa. Lisa Rinna is killing me. She's so funny. <sighs> She's hilarious. And Brandy is so crazy. On, yeah, Brandy is, she's is funny on total my, Follow her on Twitter. Lisa is hilarious. Follow her on Twitter. She loves gays, by the way. Um, Brandy, ugh, I don't like her persona. She needs to go away. Fast. Fast. Hurry. Go. I have to say, though, and and I'm like 100% gay. There's not one inch of me that's straight. But in when Brandy does her like voiceovers, like the diary camera and she's wearing that uh-huh. low cut white dress, I'm like, you know, she does have good looking breasts. Yeah. Like that must be the she attraction. Paid for them. Uh, yeah, she did pay it's for her personality. Actually Eddie paid so for much. them. Yeah, well Eddie paid for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Eddie ain't got no damn money now. She probably has more money than Eddie. Well, he was working when they were married. Yeah, true. He had third he watch was, and all he that was, stuff. So he he had, was working you know. something. He was working that bed with Lee. Leanne Rhymes, okay. Um, yeah, I don't find Leanne no attractive either. Sorry. Um, I doubt she's listening. So, yeah, I doubt she's listening either. But Eddie's hot, so. Um, I know Kyle doesn't tune in, but... Dallas, what do you think about Young and the Restless? Mm, I don't know. I'm 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 not loving it. I think I'm confused. I think it's so, um I don't know. It's not great. No. So on Friday, because I just caught up today, on Friday there's this whole thing where, Kyle, you can, I don't know, go sleep or something. Um, so what happened this week was Kelly was in 
um, room, what, what was it, 702 or 802, and Jack was in there too, and so they were about to, like, do it, because she, you know, he found a note saying, put the blindfold on, and then she says, he takes the blindfold off, he's like, oh my God, Kelly, what are you doing here? She's like, well, you texted me, and he said, well, you told me at the uh, desk to be in this room. You set this up. She's like, no, Phyllis did it. So then Phyllis, of course, barges in, and she's like yelling at Kelly and all that stuff. And so those two leave, and Jack calls the florist and says, oh, a blonde woman came up to me and said her name was Phyllis and, you know, bought the flowers and set this whole thing in motion. Then the next thing you know, you turn around, and in the living room, there's a pocketbook with a blonde wig where Phyllis and Jack are sitting. And it's like, if Phyllis really did do this, would she leave the evidence in the living room right next to them? Like, this whole maybe thing it was, is just so strange. Maybe it was Gabourey Sidibe from Empire. Yeah, maybe she was lending out yeah. her weave. <laughs> because her weave is bad. <laughs> I mean, bad. And it just feels like Kelly has turned into Patty. And we've already seen Patty. Patty's locked up. So it's like, why... What does Jack, is Jack Ding Dong made of like pure gold and women just like go crazy when it it gets inside of them? Like, I don't understand why this woman is so crazy. So I'm a day ahead of you. It looks like she's setting up. I'm a day ahead of you in Canada. And the way that they're spinning it now is that um, because it was an experimental drug that got her out of the coma, that there might mm-hmm. be some sort of side effect that that is causing Phyllis to do this. So it is Phyllis. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Based on Monday's it's episode, that's what I'm... Oh, my God. How dumb. Because the real Phyllis would have done this anyway. No side effects needed. You know what I mean? Uh, hello, mm-hmm. did, does everybody remember she put a squid in someone's bed during their honeymoon? And she ran over Christine and Paul, ran them the F over, and then kept driving. She doesn't need any drugs to make her do anything diabolical. It's just so weird. I don't know. This is crazy. But Gina is, uh, I like Gina in the role. I know I'm probably the only one. But um, what do you think about her portrayal? Um, I mean, it's, it's, Good. It's just different having someone in that role. Yeah. So my question is, if they can replace Michelle Stafford, why the hell cannot they? They can't find a replacement for Drusilla Winters. I'm not understanding. Drusilla Well, Drusilla fell off a cliff, and so what? Victor died about ten times. I just, I don't get it. I want you to it back because Neil is having sex with someone who's having sex with his son. Ugh. I'm just so annoyed. But I follow, um, and I don't know why, I follow uh, Daniel Goddard on um, Twitter and on Facebook. And he said there are going to be major changes with the new head writer and that he's worried about Lane. Best news I've ever heard. Best news I've ever heard. I hope Lane goes away. Just give Lily cancer. 
kill that bitch off. I think Kane can stay because he's pretty. I mean, he's kind of boring, but he's pretty. Um, yeah, so that's our soap discussion. Um, before we wrap up, how did you have any last thoughts? What are your well, big I, plans this week? I saw something on Twitter. Jamel was asking if we, if any of us watch Looking on HBO. Who? Looking. No, I don't. I tried it. I wasn't a fan. I get it. With me, I don't have pay cable, so I don't have that channel. Mm. I I tried it, but I could. I could watch it on that streaming site, but I have. I don't know that I've heard of it actually. It's about these gay guys living in San Francisco. Mm. Yeah, so it's basically Jonathan Groff is in it, but in San Francisco. Um, Um, It's not. Do not. Do not equate it with that piece of garbage. I did. What you gonna do about it, bitch? Um, no, the only, the only saving grace is that Jonathan Groff is in it, and I love him. But I just, I tried it, and I didn't like it. I just thought it was boring. It's like a, if you're gonna show me a show called Looking about four gay guys, show me something different. And I didn't feel like the first episode grabbed me, so I just moved on. But anyway. Okay. Um, what are your big plans this week, my dear? Well, I'm off tomorrow, um, so I'll probably just have some lunch with some friends and then back to work. Nice. Back Any to work. last topics that you want to discuss? No, I think I'm good. I think we co- we covered most of what we wanted to talk about. We didn't really go into the Oscars that much, but we had time. It's not on until February. It's better to do it after uh, the show, really. True, true. Yeah. yeah, but there's nothing like these movies. I, I don't know. They're kind of boring. Like I probably will try to watch Thelma at some point tonight or this week, but I don't know. I just don't feel like the movies grabbed me this year. You know, like, oh, i got to see that movie. I'm just like, mm, I want to see it to see if it's worth nominating. That's it. I kind of like having that feeling because that way you go in with little expectations so that way when you're blown away, it's truly blown away as opposed to being super disappointed. Mm-hmm. That's how I, that's oh, how I like I, seeing some movies. Like If I have a little interest in it and I watch it and it blows me away, that's awesome. Granted, every now and then there's that movie that's coming out that's like, oh, I have to see this. But then that uh-huh. that kind of passes and stuff. Like for me, just seeing Boyhood on a plane, I mean, it's a long movie, so watching it on a plane was a good distraction, but I came away loving it. I mean, thinking it was just one of my favorite movies of the year, so. Hmm. Don't say it's your favorite movie of the year, because you just began, girl. Favorite movie of 2014. Okay, much better. And by the way, his approach to watching movies is the same approach he does to going on dates. Just so that you guys know. Just what? how you go on dates. You know, it's like, uh, I'm not blown away, but I like to go into it with an open mind. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Dallas, did you have any final words and what you're going to do this week? Um, just try to survive the work week. And, yeah, it's been nice catching up with you guys. And, uh, yeah, it had been a while. So, yeah, looking forward to next week's nice. show. Cool. What about you, David? Well, um, hopefully Are you off I tomorrow? Run in. I am not off tomorrow. I'm working the entire week. But 
I do have next Monday off, which I can't wait. Um, I haven't had a day off since New Year's. But last week we had a little hiccup here in Massachusetts where some local residents thought in order to protest um, hashtag Black Lives Matter, they would chain themselves to barrels and put themselves in the middle of the highway. So um, a lot of people were late to work. Uh, an ambulance carrying a man who was in an accident had to be routed 45 minutes out of their way. So I hope that doesn't happen this week because that was really disturbing. Um, I am all for people protesting. I understand it. I get it. But when you're endangering other people's lives and you're not even thinking of this, you're just thinking about, I want to protest. That's when it becomes a problem. Now, I realize that back in the day when we were protesting, we would protest across the country everywhere. But we were protesting... We were protesting a different cause. I feel like you can't say all cops are bad. You can't say all white cops are bad. These are just a small segment of bad cops who do bad things. So I wish people would, instead of protesting and and causing traffic jams and doing this, that, and the other thing, march on Washington, march on City Hall, march those places, because that's where the lawmakers are. Don't endanger other people by trying to prove a point, because these people are innocent. So I'm just hoping that that doesn't happen this week, um, because it happened a couple times this month here in Boston. I'm just going to be working, catching up on my shows, and, yeah, that's it. Enjoying living in Boston, though. It's definitely, I definitely appreciate it more this time around than before. So, so with that, I just want to thank you guys for coming on. I, I too, missed you guys, and I'm so glad we're back. And, um, yeah, I will talk to you probably through social media, but um, definitely talk to you next week. Yeah, have a good week, boys. You too. Bye. Love you guys. Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows right here on our Blog Talk radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea.